Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. Also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. I'm going to be joined by Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com. Break down a little more on this whole coaching search, and I know it's been pretty crazy, folks. And, uh, you know, it's been tough to try to get together a podcast with how busy it's been. And I apologize, as always. I'm, I feel like one day I'm going to be able to put together a string of podcasts on time, and I'm sorry, but, you know, sometimes plane tracking gets in the way of things. But uh, as always, appreciate your patience and appreciate your support and everything that you do uh, with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And that's really where uh, I want to give everybody uh, my feel on the coaching search in general where it's at right now. Uh, I think that there is so much crap being thrown around of who's doing what, doing where, doing how, all of that. And I want to start this podcast by trying to reiterate something to all of you. And I need you to listen to me closely because if you have never, or if you have ever listened to anything I have said, if you have never believed anything I've ever said on this podcast, please believe this, guarantee this, no one, and I mean no one, knows anything about this coaching search besides Hunter Yurchek, John Fagg, and the people they're interviewing. That's it. The Board of Trustees, no. All these people that think they have sources because they know a Board of Trustees member, no. It is all smokescreen and misdirection. So I preface everything that I'm about to say with well knowing that I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an insider. I, I'm just going off of what I've heard because that's what everybody asks. And again, I don't know anything. I'm not putting it to the bank. I'm not trying to tell everybody that, you know, this is what's really going on. Don't listen to anybody else. It's none of that. But I'm just trying to prepare all of you for the understanding that no one knows anything. So that being said, here's how I feel about the current situation that Arkansas finds himself with the head coaching search of the the Razorback football team. They're going through a very strenuous, logical, reasonable process. When I say they, I mean Hunter Yurichek and John Fagg. They are doing things the right way. They are not getting any leaks out there. They are using the right type of smoke screens to get, throw people off the scent. They're having a ball with this plane tracking business that I've been a part of, and I wish people would understand it's a joke, but nobody likes to understand that for some reason. But either way, um, it's all fun and games right now for the fans, but it's business for Hunter Yurichek and John Fagg. And they're doing what I think a great job of making sure that they're doing this the right way. We've seen a lot of athletic departments screw this up, Tennessee being one of them of late when they hired Jeremy Pruitt, which I'm not saying it was a bad hire, but the process was a mess. Uh, I think that this process so far has been exactly what it should be when it comes to a coaching search in general. So who are they actually interviewing? Who are they actually talking to? Well, to me, I think that they have talked to a few individuals like Lane Kiffin, I think Mike Leach, I think a guy like Mike Norvell. I think that they did talk to Matt Campbell, even though he's completely out of the picture right now. I, I think that they have talked to, that's not to say interview, but have talked to, reach out to, see their interest. And I'm sure there's been others too. Probably some candidates that they have no shot at, like an Urban Meyer, and just to see where they're at. 
And I'm sure that a few of them have shown interest back in Arkansas. And maybe, just maybe, they've actually had full-fledged interviews with some of these potential candidates. That's what I think is going on right now. Nothing set in stone. No coach for sure coming. No coach for sure turning Arkansas down. Just talking. That's what you got. And the hot name, of course, has been Lane Kiffin from Florida Atlantic. Now, I am of the belief that every coach out there, especially the ones that Arkansas are looking at, have pros and they have cons. Not one single coach, a realistic coach, I should say, is just going to completely and totally unite the fan base and get everybody on board saying, let's buy into this guy, let's get going, this is going to be great. There's not one coach that's like that. So let's just make sure that that's understood. But I believe that whoever they do hire, more so than anything, needs to have one factor that makes them stand out. Assistant coaches. The head coach is everything. I get it. The head coach is the name. It's the representation. It's what's going to lead you. He's the guy that gets all the blame and all the credit. I understand that. It's the biggest name. However, that being said, whoever the new head coach is has to be able to have great assistant coaches. Now, that seems like such a duh statement, but let me tell you where I'm coming from. Lane Kiffin may not be the best head coach available, just as a head coach. He may not. But you know what? If he got hired at Arkansas, I would be interested, intrigued, and I think he would be a good job. And it has nothing to do with his great management. It has to do with the fact that Lane Kiffin, at every stop that he's been at, whether it's been Tennessee whether it's been USC, he has had, of course, some baggage to go along with him. But the one thing that has made him stand out to me is his ability to put together a fantastic assistant coaching staff. And at Arkansas, you have to have that. You have to have that. I don't think Brett Bielma overall was a great head coach. But he did have small success. How did he get to that point? How did he get to that point where he had that small level of success at Arkansas, especially when he started out so terrible? Was it because of him? No. It was because of his assistant coaches. If you think back to what Brett Bielma had when he first arrived at Arkansas, Sam Pittman, big time. Randy Shannon as his linebackers coach, big time. Charlie Partridge as his defensive line coach, big time. Michael Smith ended up doing great things, big time. Chris Ash was your defensive coordinator and secondary coach. It's big time, even though he only stayed a year. The point is, is that he was able to get big-time assistant coaches. And with those big-time assistant coaches that developed, that recruited, you saw that level of success had at Arkansas. And when did this level of success dip at its fullest? Is when those great assistant coaches were no longer there. And you replaced them with guys that were inferior. That's the fact of the matter. Bobby Petrino might be one of the few exceptions to the rule where as a head coach, he can be that guy, or at least was that guy, where he didn't have to have great, fantastic assistant coaches because it all ran through him. It's not sustainable, but it was successful. And I think that most cases, when it comes to the success of a football program, even at a place like with Nick Saban, even with Urban Meyer, with with whoever, their success by and large, is based on the great assistant coaches they have surrounding them. And I think that that's what gets lost in this whole translation. 
I'm not saying Lane Kiffin has to be the guy. But when people have asked me what I like about Lane Kiffin, it's that factor. He could bring in amazing assistant coaches. And that is more important, in my opinion, than just getting a name guy. Who can he bring in to help? Because you need help at a place like Arkansas. Urban Meyer is another great example like of, of how he's been able to be successful as long as he had. He's a great manager, but is he an X's and O's guy when it comes to offense or defense? No. He's able to hire great people around him. That's the key. Just go back and look at some of those coaching staffs that Lane Kiffin had at USC and at Tennessee. Look at them. They were phenomenal, phenomenal coaching staffs. And I don't see any reason why, if he was hired at Arkansas, he wouldn't be able to put together a similar staff, especially if he had the money to do so. Now, whether it's Mike Norvell that ends up getting hired or Justin Fuente, Mike Leach, whoever, because those are all the names that's getting floated around right now. Those are great. And I'm sure there'd be reasons to believe in them. But it all comes down to who they can get as their assistant coach and their assistant coach is. If they end up getting some rock star guys there, there's no reason why they can't be successful. So before you start having a fit on whoever the coach ends up being at Arkansas, which I'm sure we're going to find out here in the next few days, before you lose your mind if it's not the name that you wanted, wait. Wait to see who they get around them. What assistant coaches they bring in. Because a head coach, folks, is only as good as the coaches around them. And so if they're able to bring him in, if you hate Lane Kiffin, but he brings in a great staff, I guarantee you'll buy into it. If Mike Leach comes in, brings in a great staff, you'll buy into it. Norvell, the same thing. You'll buy into it if they're surrounded and have more of just great players or just a great head coach. If they have great assistance, it's a lot easier to buy into. And I can tell you this, folks, it's a lot easier for the players to buy into if they're trusting their positional coaches a long way too. Time will tell. We'll see how it plays out. Be patient, and hopefully we'll have somebody that we can all be excited about in the coming days. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. So many things going on in Arkansas news, obviously, right now. And, you know, as I told this individual yesterday, we only allow finalist for the Arkansas oh, yeah. Sports Writer of the Year Awards on this show. And Andrew Hutchinson of Hogbeat.com, who joins us right now on the Cherokee Casino Hotline, is one of those finalists. And here's a shout-out to Andrew, too. Not only is he having to cover the basketball team, the coaching search, which is the big news, too, but he is also welcome into newborn child, his first child here recently. The guy does it also. Andrew, kudos to yeah. you, man. Andrew, when's the last time you slept more than an hour? You know, I actually got a couple hours of sleep last night, so I feel like a new man right now. <laughs> I can imagine, man. And uh, I know you got a lot going on, so we really appreciate you coming on here with us this morning. And, and we'll, of course, got to start with the coaching search, man. It, there's so many moving parts to this. I am sure that on y'all's message boards at hogbeat.com, uh, as well as all the articles, you're getting flooded with, well, this is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. Just overall, what do you know about the coaching search for the Razorback football team? What do you know? Well, I think anyone that tells you they know something for 100% certainty or anything like that would, would be lying to you just because of how well Hunter Juracek keeps kind of uh, uh, this 
the whole coaching search close to the vest. You know, we saw it with the basketball search. Uh, now we're seeing it again with the, the football search. But, I mean, right now it, it seems like Lane Kiffin is kind of like the hot name. Uh, you know, obviously that doesn't always mean that uh, it, it's going to happen. I mean, Kelvin Sampson was the hot name for basketball for a while. And then, you know, we ended up with Eric Musselman. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I don't expect anything, if it is Lane Kiffin or even if it's not, uh, even if it's not, I wouldn't expect uh, it to come out this week because there's the, the conference championship games. Obviously, Lane Kiffin and Florida Atlantic is in the Conference USA championship game. Uh, so I wouldn't expect anything to come out uh, before that. So uh, I, I think we've still got probably uh, at least another five or six days of coaching search, uh, which I'm sure is, is good news for you. I, you're all over the plane track and stuff <laughs> on Twitter. and yeah. stuff. That's been fun to, to keep a, a, an eye on on Twitter. Uh, so I, I think we got a few more days left of that. Yeah. So oh. what do you think the odds are one of these coaches that – they're targeting right now is coaching this weekend in a conference championship game. Lane Kiffin's obviously a name that would be involved in that. Mike Norvell's a name that hadn't had a lot of um, a play here in recent days, but uh, is a is a coach that was involved in the last coaching search. Uh, who are some of the other names that you think that uh, A, might be coaching this weekend, or B, may surface as this week carries on? Yeah, I mean, Mike Norvell's a name just because, you know, he's got the Arkansas ties, you know, played at UCA. I believe his wife is from Arkansas. Fort Smith. Uh, yeah. Yep, Memphis. Memphis is, is you know just you know right across the the river uh, from Arkansas. So that would make sense. Uh, but he's a name, obviously. I haven't haven't really heard a whole lot of about. You know, Matt Campbell was a name that that people kind of thought might be in in the mix, but you know just signed an extension at Iowa State. Uh, you know, Justin Fuente is a name that I've also kind of I've heard a, a little bit about at. Uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a guy. He was at Memphis before Norvell, uh, so may, maybe he gets in the mix. Uh, I've, I've heard some kind of some rumblings about him, uh, and then obviously Mike Leach. I saw was uh, interviewed, uh, and uh, he, he's a guy that was mentioned last time around as well. Uh, not so. I'm not confident that he would be a guy that that comes out here, but he, he's an intriguing option. Uh, would definitely make our jobs interesting just because of how he, he is with the media. Um, you know, Willie Fritz, that's a, that's a name that I saw mentioned on our message board. Uh, Nikki said that Arkansas is interviewed uh, at Tulane. He's a guy that a, a lot of fans were, were getting up in arms about, like, oh, no, we couldn't have him. I, I actually think he's a really good ball coach. I don't think he's necessarily what Arkansas needs. I think Arkansas needs a little bit more of a flashy hire. Uh, attendance was just at an all-time low this past year. They need something to, to get excitement back in the fan get the fan base, get people back in the seat. Uh, I don't think Willie Fritz would do that, but he's a guy that has won at the Division Division Two level. He's won at the FCS level. He's won at the Group of Five level. Uh, he's flexible when it comes to what he does on offense. Uh, so I, I think he would be a, a good hire, but again, I don't think he's kind of the hire that, that Arkansas needs just because uh, he, he's not the, the splashy name hire uh, that, that it would be if, if you got a Lane Kiffin or a Justin Fuente or, you know, someone like that. Well, Andrew, one of the things that we were discussing was just about the money situation Arkansas finds themselves in. It always seems like people have an idea and, and, and hearing about, well, they can't afford this type of coach for this amount of money per year because then you have to think about the assistant coaches. 
it, it seems like finances, of course, are always going to play a factor into it because it's always about the bottom line. But do you have any indication as far as what type of financial situation Arkansas finds themselves in? I mean, if they had a coach that was worthy enough of being paid $6 million a year, I, I'm not saying that there is one out there, but could they afford that and assistance? What kind of assistant coaching salary are they looking at? What's the financial situation look like for Arkansas? Yeah, I don't have any specific numbers, but I would say I feel very confident that Arkansas won't be too terribly limited by the financial side of things. Uh, you know, they obviously, everyone talks about all the buyouts they're having to pay. You know, Brett Bielema, that buyout is, is uh, kind, of, kind of up in the air right now. Arkansas is not currently paying, it sounds like, you know, according to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, they're they're fighting that. Uh, you know, Chad Morris has, has a, a, a pretty decent-sized uh, buyout, but the way it's structured is it could be offset if he gets another job, which I, I fully anticipate Chad Morris uh, finding another job at some point uh, to kind of offset that uh, expense as well. So uh, I don't think you've really got to worry about that too terribly much, uh, but I do think that they're, they're going to be able to find somebody and pay him what needs to be paid. Uh, there, there's, there's money in this state. There are boosters that have money. Obviously, everyone talks about guys like Jerry Jones or whatever. But there's other people in this state that that want to see Arkansas do well. And if there's an actual big name that that boosters and the fan base really truly believes in, I think they're will they're going to be willing to to pony up that money and make it happen. Andrew, Arkansas should do no worse than. What, what should be the, the floor for Arkansas's next coaching hire? Oh, you know, I, I think whoever it is, I think should be a guy that, that as I said earlier, gets the fan base excited. Uh, not necessarily win the press conference, but just get some new energy in the fan base. I think it's going to be a guy that uh, I think is, is going to be a, a an offensive-minded guy who, who maybe runs an offense similar to what Chad Morris was trying to run just because they have some really good pieces, I think. You have know, K.J. Jefferson, Traylon Burks, Trey Knott, uh, guys like that. I think I think that the, the floor is going to be a guy. I don't think they're going to make a bowl game next year. Uh, that would be uh, – if, if whoever it is, if they made a bowl game next year, it should be National Coach of the Year. Uh, but I think in two years, I think you should be making it maybe to a bowl game and then consistently getting to where – a bowl game is kind of a given, and then every few years you compete for uh, a little bit more than that. Maybe maybe every once in a while compete for a division championship. Uh, obviously, that probably requires Nick Saban retiring, although Alabama hasn't been as good as they have been uh, in recent years. But uh, I, I think that the floor is, is a guy that can consistently get Arkansas into postseason play and every once in a while get them into an upper-tier uh, bowl game. Uh, probably, you know, every every three or four years, I would say. Well, Andrew, I want to ask you this because obviously the hot name has been Lane Kiffin really uh, over the past few days. So uh, you're not a betting man, but if you were, would you take Lane Kiffin or would you take the field as far as who's the next head coach of Arkansas? Oh, man, that's a good question. Just just how the basketball search played out, I would probably still take the field just because how Hunter check has, has handled things. Uh, but uh, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Lane Kiffin. Honestly, I would love Lane Kiffin because he's a, an interesting guy. Uh, he would be fun to cover, I feel like, and I think he's also a good coach, and he could win some games at Arkansas, but I, I would probably still bet the field if I was a betting man, which I'm not, uh, but uh, I'd take the field just because Hunter Yurchek is, is that kind of guy. He kind of can 
he makes things seem like it's going to go one way, and then at the last second, last day or so, it really picks up steam for, for who it's actually going to be. All right, let's switch gears a little bit, Andrew, and talk about this Razorback basketball team. Last night, they get the victory over Austin P. They're 8-0. and There's been some ugly games, but they're still finding ways to get it done. At some point, I think a lot of Razorback fans are just wondering when, when is going to be the letdown? When's going to be the loss? Maybe it's against Western Kentucky, uh, the, the game that's going to be coming up this Saturday. But uh, just since we haven't been able to catch up with you since really the basketball season got going, what do you make of this team and how far can they go? It, it, you want to say that they can make an NCAA tournament? Obviously, with a lot of the bracketology, Joe Lenardi has them in the field as of right now. It's still very early, but I, what what is this team's ceiling right now for how far they can go this season? Yeah, I mean, before the year, I thought that this was, was an NIT team. I didn't think they would make the NCAA tournament. But now, eight games in, they have me they have me wondering, like, hey, this, this team looks like a team that could you know make the dance and uh, maybe even make some noise just the way they play defense. You know, the, the NCAA tournament doesn't always have the best, you know, high-scoring, flashy uh, offense-type games. Uh, so maybe, maybe that defense can go on the road and, and maybe win a game in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but Arkansas obviously got to get there first. Uh, the SEC may not be as good as maybe people thought. Uh, we there have been some interesting scores. Oh, Missouri just lost a really bad Charleston Southern team. Uh, Texas A&M lost to Fairfield. Uh, so maybe maybe Arkansas can can make some noise in the SEC and uh, maybe make a run. But I, I've been totally surprised at how well Arkansas has played so far this year. They have been a lot better than I thought they would be. I, I did not expect them to be 8-0. Uh, I'm anxious to see how they do against Western Kentucky. It's another road game. Uh, Charles Bassey, that's a name Arkansas fan, mm-hmm. I remember from last year uh, at Western Kentucky, really had a good game. And that was when Arkansas had Daniel Gafford. Now you don't really have a true big man. Uh, how is Arkansas going to contain him? So uh, it, it's going to be interesting how they do. Uh, I think that game's on Saturday. Uh, but uh, so far, early returns, really, really good defense. If they can get the offense going, if they could get some shots falling, you know, Desi Sills had a couple of shots late in the game last night. If if he can continue that and get that going where he starts consistently shooting, you know, 35 40%, uh, then Arkansas could be a, a, a scary team to deal with. Now you mentioned Bassey in Western Kentucky, 630 Saturday night. Uh, it will be the first time Arkansas I – mean, not, not many times this year, Arkansas has played a team with a true big, a true five. And how does Arkansas defend that? Do they double down? Do they triple down? Uh, how does Arkansas go about that defensively and still guard the three-point line? I think it's going to be an interesting defensive game plan uh, on Saturday when they take on Western Kentucky. How, how do you think Arkansas will fare in a, in a true road game in Bowling Green? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do it, but I do have confidence that Eric Musselman will come up with a plan. That, that's something I've been really impressed with him so far is that he, he usually c- determines what the other team's strength is and comes up with a plan to kind of compensate for whatever Arkansas lacks, whether it be size or whatever. Uh, he, he comes up with an actual plan. And, and you know every time we talk to him at a press conference, I feel like I learned something about basketball. And, and I think he's going to do something like that, come up with, uh, something you know, whether it be you know, Adrian Bailey using his speed to kind of uh, and quickness to, to prevent him from getting the ball down low, or or something. I, I think they're going to come up with something uh, to kind of limit Bassey a little bit. Uh, but of course, you know, Bassey's going to be tough to handle. You know, on the board, uh, things like that. So I, I think it's going to be a tough challenge. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Arkansas won, but I, I've got a feeling this is probably going to be that first loss, and, and I'm anxious to see how they respond to a loss. I, I kind of thought that would happen after the Georgia Tech game, uh, but they found a way to win that miraculously. Uh, now I'm anxious to see how they do, uh, if they actually do uh, come out with a loss uh, against a team like Western Kentucky, which is still a, a quality opponent on the road. Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com and finalist for Arkansas Sports Writer of the Year Award. Man, make sure I get your accolades in there, Andrew. As always, appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, try to enjoy yourself during this busy time. I know you got a lot on your plate, but you're doing a great job, man. Keep it up, all right? I appreciate it, guys. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.